What's up, everybody? It's your favorite coach, Coach Vaughn, and this is the Coach Vaughn Podcast, where it's just you and me, baby, one-on-one. You know how I do. I talk about whatever's going on in the sports world, a stream of thought from my mouth to your ears, and it anchors right into that real-life stuff, love, basketball, comedy. You know how I do, like I said. And if you want to hear me talk about any of these things with my comedian friends and other people in the entertainment world, that's my grown-as-fuck podcast. Don't miss that either. It gets really real. And don't miss me on on the hot mic app doing live broadcasts of football basketball wrestling all kinds of stuff the invite code is coach vaughn to get on a hot mic app where you can follow me there and not miss any of my live broadcasts and i post all of this stuff on my social media go to grownafcomedy.com and you could get links to everything so you don't miss anything that i'm doing including my live stand-up comedy shows don't miss me anywhere doing anything but for right now, you, me, one, 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 on, one, Coach Vaughn Podcast. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Coach Vaughn Podcast, where ball is life, literally, as I discuss current events on and off the court of the sports entertainment world as it relates to us in everyday life. I am your host, Vaughn DiCarlo, a.k.a. Coach Vaughn, and Coach Vaughn is on. Yes, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Vaughn DiCarlo. Use the hashtag Coach Vaughn when tagging me on social media to ask questions relevant to this podcast or any past podcast. And uh, you could get those links to all my social media by going to CoachVaughn.com. What's up, y'all? We got a lot to talk about. Um, there's so much going on right now. I've literally had to bullet point my thoughts. So let me just say right now up front, by the time you listen to this, 20 other things may have already happened. Like 2020 other things may have already happened. Like it's it's so much. Um, and also there is but so much you could put and fit into one podcast, right? So, so if I don't touch on something, just trust and believe that it's not a reflection of its significance in my heart and mind. Uh, I just really have had to take a moment to try and organize my thoughts and condense the conversation uh, so I don't ramble and just vent. So in my attempt to do that, let's, let's, let's go in. Let's start with the NFL. The unprecedented moment of accountability happened. I mean, it really happened. They apologized. What? What? Uh, first in a statement, and um, as soon as I read the statement that the NFL had put out, I was like, mm-hmm, that's cute, not enough. Uh, so, so what, you throw a bunch of money at something and you say, oh, we don't, we don't, uh, we're not the oppressor basically is what you're trying to say. Um, and you call that a fix. No, not at all. That's on old time. I don't know if you guys got to see Al Sharpton's eulogy at George Floyd's, uh, funeral, but it was one for the times and he made so many amazing references and points and he had so many great analogies. And one of them, uh, was talking about operating, on an old watch. If you haven't had a chance to see it, check out his uh, eulogy. I'm sure you could find it somewhere online, but he talked about uh, being late to a meeting one time because he simply forgot to set his clock forward and time had moved forward, but he was operating on old time. Yeah, the the days of just throwing money at something and putting a statement out is over, right? That, that time is over. That's great 
yes, please do put your money into uh, the families of the victims. Put your money into uh, the Urban League and NAACP and Black Matter, any any Black Lives Matter um, organization that is out to make an attempt to fight for change and equality and injustice and fight against police brutality. Yeah, throw all your coins, but don't think that that's going to be enough, right? So as soon as I saw that statement, I was like, mm-hmm, cute, that's not enough. And that's on old time. You have to be fully accountable, right? And then you saw the video with Saquon Barkley, Patrick Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, uh, Odell Beckham, uh, just to name a few of the powerful powerhouse players and voices put out a video demanding that NFL knowledge acknowledge and be accountable beyond writing a check, of course, right? And to my utter surprise, because when I saw it, I was like, oof, wow. Um, uh, and you want to go there like, where was y'all when Cap, when Colin Kaepernick, y- your mind goes there, but you go, okay, better late than never, right? Um, so anyway, the very next day of them putting this video out demanding that they straight up say you are opposed to uh, oppression and that you apologize for you've seen the video if you haven't go see it I'm not going to spend time going into full details of something that I hope if you're listening to this by the time you're listening to this that you have seen all of this stuff but you get the gist of what their demand was um, and the very next day possibly less than 24 hours later Commissioner Roger Godell released a video apologizing on behalf of the NFL, of course, because he is the commissioner. So you have to assume that the the owners ain't like, who is this Roger Goodell guy now <laughs> when the video came out? But maybe, I don't know. But he released a, a video basically apologizing and, and stating all of the things that the players had demanded of saying. Um, and he said out loud, you know, that they were wrong for not allowing their players to peacefully protest. Um he didn't say Colin Kaepernick's name. It was a general apology to all the players, all the black paper, all the Black Lives Matter people, all the people that want to fight against injustice and police brutality. They did not say Colin Kaepernick by name. So I ask, I pose the question to you: um, Do you think that Commissioner Roger Goodell and the NFL owners? Um, that he was representing in this video should have included Colin Kaepernick's name and their apology and their commitment uh, for social injustice and change moving forward. I say yes. I say yes, but I understand why a no is acceptable as well. Why? Because I don't think Colin Kaepernick put himself on the line for personal credit or acknowledgement of himself. God bless him for having the courage to step out with little or no support when he did to um, kind of jumpstart what was the most peaceful protest against police brutality that one in his position could think of. Uh, and then they hijacked the cause and claimed it was about the flag. We all know um, that that was some bullshit. It's the okie doke. Uh, but I guess flags lives matter. I suppose. 
Um, so me personally, I say, yes, they should have included his name in the apology because fuck that man to man say you were wrong man to man not just to us as a whole as black people but to him as a man you blackballed him and you disabled his opportunity to earn a living in his chosen profession that he earned he earned that position he didn't get it because he was talented plus he had the shield of the white complexion we all know how hard it is to get into uh, particular positions right so he earned that and it was taken away from him uh, which is precisely the type of corrupt power and oppression and systemic racism that he was putting on blast in the first place. So yes, I think they should have, but it's not a deal breaker. It's not unforgivable. It, it's, it's, it's bigger than just one man. And I believe that um, that one man, Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick was out to make a change and he should be proud that he was he's part of and will go down in history as part of um jump-starting that change that's happening right now that generations to come will benefit from he should be very proud the nfl admitting it is one thing though the next step is making sure um that they follow follow through with all of their commitments and and what they're saying that they now stand for uh, th that they follow through with that and that we want to see the change from the bottom to the top. There's no reason why there aren't a bunch of black NFL owners, coaches, management, every aspect of the game. And, and now and forever we're watching and we won't stop pointing out the inequalities and pushing for change, bottom line. Um, not just in the NFL, of course, but in, in, in all aspects of life and legislation and government as well as private companies. And, and you know what? the media too we are sick and tired of the news media putting a spin on everything and adding bias and slants to things and then calling us paranoid if we point it out stop gaslighting us you understand what i'm saying gaslighting stop telling us you know the color blue is the the color green like we can see stop gaslighting us where i'm from we call that the okie doke and no more falling for the okie doke at all not at all. You're not going to tell me that Colin Kaepernick's peaceful protest, you know, uh, there's people protesting out now. They're like, well, why can't you guys peacefully protest? Well, um, that's what Colin Kaepernick was doing. But y'all dragged him like he was a terrorist trying to blow up the damn stadium. Because you, the, the flag's lives matter. Stop trying to hide behind your fake patriotism. We know wh why you hijacked the cause. We know. We know because you don't want to talk about police brutality. So you have to find a way. And no, many, no matter how many times Colin Kaepernick said, it, uh, yeah, that's, that's not what I'm doing here. As a matter of fact, I asked a veteran what would be the respectful way to do it? Because at first he was just not standing during the national anthem. And the the veteran, the, the, I believe a Purple Heart, it, it, uh, a very well-respected uh, veteran said the, the respectful way to honor those who have served us, right? The, the ones who have served this country, the, the good cops, the, the good, the, the veterans, the, the people that or do our respect, take a knee, kneel in honor of them, but don't stand um, 
to fight for the injustice and police brutality and et cetera, et cetera. But no, they didn't hear that. Not at all. They just want to keep making it about what they want to make it about. They just want to keep gaslighting and and trying to make people fall for the okie doke. Like now that this has all happened, uh, George Floyd's brutal murder in broad daylight has made this everything so undeniable. And then there's still people trying to they're trying to say they're trying to throw the okie doke even in that and it's just exhausting but the plate tectonics of change is here like there has been a huge shift and everybody is going to be account held accountable and they're going to sound like clowns when they try to make you fall for the okie doke when I, I'm going to take a quick break, but when I come back, I want to talk about LeBron James calling Laura Ingram out for her hypocrisy regarding um, her stay out of politics, shut up and dribble stance that she took against him and Kevin Durant uh, uh, a while back versus her, her stance with Drew Brees saying he's a person. Okay, he's a person and he's allowed to have an opinion regarding you know kneeling and the flag and all that and when he said that he'll you, you should have heard about this as well at this point but him saying that he will never oh it's so disrespectful he will never oh okay well it's 2020 the year of vision laura ingram okay the year of undeniable vision i should say that's making it impossible for people to deflect, deny, and manipulate their way out of their obvious truth, their obvious bias, their obvious hypocrisy, their obvious uh, 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 bullshit. <laughs> mm. I'm I'm losing I'm I'm losing uh, I'm losing it for a minute. I said I didn't want to yell and and just make this about venting. So I'm gonna take a quick break and take a sip of water. I'll be right back to finish talking about Laura Ingram and, uh, and all her okie dokes right after this. What's up? <clears throat> I am back. I took a little sippy sip. I then ca- I, I, I I've calmed down. <laughs> yes, I'm back and calm i i uh, have gotten my if you're familiar with my true tv uh performance on laugh tracks i i mentioned that i'm refined ratchet and you know i have a beyonce side and a solange side and you know sometimes that graceful beyonce side of me tries to take over that solange a bitch in the elevator and 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 wild outside so like i said clear my throat take a sip i'm back um but yeah back to it laura ingram get your knee off our necks nfl get your knee off our necks police get your knees off our necks racist get your knee off our necks y'all yes and again that's pulling from um Reverend Al Sharpton's eulogy. Uh, if you didn't have a chance to catch it, please, like I said, pull it up, give it a chance, take a listen, uh, get your knees off our necks. Um, I'll let you 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 watch his eulogy to get the full uh, feel of the reference. But anyway, um, yeah, he makes so many great points and he uses so many great analogies. And and the part of the eulogy where he riffed saying, "Get your knee." off our necks was truly moving and powerful um 
too many powerful moments to name right now. I could do a whole podcast by itself, breaking down his eulogy and all the powerful moments and analogies. So check it out for yourself. Uh, I'm sure it's available somewhere online. Anyway, so getting back to Laura Ingram and her hypocrisy. In 2018, as a refresher, uh, the Fox host infamously told the NBA superstars LeBron James and Kevin Durant to shut up and dribble uh, after they were very outspoken and critical of President Donald Trump, right? We all remember that. So cut to this past week, I guess so much has happened in this week. It feels like uh, we've lived 20 years just in the past couple of days uh but th- just this past week some sometime during all of this chaos uh to say the least of 2020 uh nfl quarterback drew Brees said he will never with he will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag okay here we go all right nobody's talking about the flag um but he was asked about players taking a knee to protest police brutality and he went on about the flag uh so to be clear uh drew breezy which by the way is one of the coolest names i i'm i thought it was like a nickname but that's actually his name drew breeze is a cool ass name but anyway to be clear drew breezy uh, get get your whole life together they don't kneel to disrespect the flag okay um, but instead about talking about police brutality, uh, we, you want to deflect and talk about the flag because flags, lives matter, la di da di da Uh, what was Laura Ingram's response? <laughs> He's allowed to have his view about what kneeling and the flag means to him. I mean, he's a person. He has some worth. I would imagine this is beyond football though and this is Laura Ingram's quote so you know what Drew Drew Brees saying that his grandfather served is a cop-out that his grandfather served and and all of that blah 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 it's a cop-out we got people that served okay your grandfather wasn't the first person I, I get your personal connection but this is I I I it's not I I I all right it's 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 about yeah you're it is definitely not it's bigger than football's bigger than flag and you can't hide your racism behind the flag now I, I, drew Brees has done uh he has a, a track record of doing a lot of things that suggest that he's not racist i'm not saying he's racist and he has since you know even apologized for his insensitivity which is what it is uh to the cause when he was going on and on about the flag which i respect that i got you i i so don't think i'm coming down on drew breezy uh without acknowledging that but the initial selfishness and the deflection and hiding behind patriotism and hiding behind the flag is done i'm using that situation to to keep pushing the point that it's 2020 the year of vision where everything becomes so crystal clear that the lies and the manipulation of those, you know, quietly being complacent. No, we could see that too. It's all visible and you're going to be held accountable for your actions or lack thereof, as well as your words or lack thereof. We see you, we see you. Okay. And so does the rest of the world now. 
no more gaslighting no more no more pretending that oh uh, uh, i i didn't hear you say police brutality all i heard was don't stand up for the flag okay you we know you heard us okay we know you heard us just like we know you saw all the countless that i mean we will be here all day listing the george floyds the, the Trayvon Martins, the we the Sandra Blands, the Brianna, the, the list goes on and on and on. We know you saw that too. We know you saw Ahmaud Arbery being hunted down. We know you saw that too. But unprecedented change is here. And the clocks are not going to be turned back. Forward only. All right. And anybody who's trying to hide behind the okie doke BS is 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 operating on on an old clock. You're operating on a watch that has not been set forward with the rest of the time of the world. And and you're going to be left behind. Laura Ingram's stark contrast of saying shut up and dribble versus he, Drew Brees. He, you know, he's allowed to speak his views, tells you exactly what we already know, that you think a black man, black people as less than human. We're your servants and your entertainers. And outside of that, we have no value. So uh, stop me when you hear a lie. Okay. Stop me if any of, the, uh, of that sounded like I'm exaggerating. Nope. That's what it is. 2020, I'm telling you, y'all, it's truly the year of vision where everything is made crystal clear. And you sound like a fool when you deny the ugly truth that is right in front of you. No more being complacent. No more turning a blind eye. Thank you, 2020. Thank you. Thank you for putting a pair of glasses on the eyes of the world. Correcting their blurred vision. Now everything is in HD. Everything is in HD. And just like the first time you ever watched, have you ever watched a, a game or anything on television in HD? Wait, we, we, most of us have, uh, a lot of people have HD TVs right now, right? So once you saw that clear picture, right? You were never able to go back. Have you ever tried to watch one of those old games uh, from the 80s or even the 90s when the NBA replays them? And, and you're like, holy shit, how was I ever able to see? How, what am I watching? I can't even make out the numbers on their backs. Well, you know why? Because at the time when we were watching television and everything in, in, in at that time, we were used to seeing things a little blurred. You could see, but it's a little blurred. Well, now 2020, the year of vision, HD, baby, you can't go back. You were, you are never able to watch old, those old games comfortably. You have to readjust your whole mind just to watch those old games because you're so used to HD. Well, that's where the world is now. And you know what? I, 2020 has been, uh, whew, wow. No coincidence though. I, I believe in God and, and I don't believe that anything is really a coincidence. I believe it's, I believe in God, you know, no. And these coincidences are, if, if that's what you want to call them, man, blatant, blatant, clear. The, the symbolism is glaring. Like the, the take a knee, just taking a knee symbolism is blatant. George Floyd died 
from the brutality of an officer taking a knee to his neck and sucking the life and breath out of him in broad daylight on camera comfortably. It, take a knee, right? Peaceful protest versus your brutal lynching. Isn't that symbolism glaring? And I just recently learned about this, but there's there's a, a movie that's directed by Robert Townsend called The 10,000 Men Named George. Um, and it's about the, the Pullman Railroad workers who were ex-slaves working for uh, this man uh, who was like a, a, a huge, well-known capitalist and uh, entrepreneur um, in the 1920s. His name was George Pullman. And it's 1920, so this was a time of very few rights for workers in general, let alone for black people. Um, so there was, uh, if you watch the movie Titanic, which has pretty much no black people in it, you'll see the extreme inequality between the, the classes just amongst the, their, their white selves. So just imagine, right? So Pullman, uh, he he made like sleeping cars for uh the newly expanded post-civil war railroad system and he hired thousands of former slaves who after emancipation um they they're free slaves but now how do you work right what they, the slaves were freed and now they have to figure out how to enter the workforce and be a free man um so uh, you, if there's few job opportunities for black people in 2020, imagine 1920. Uh, so anyway, there's obviously a huge divide uh, among uh, the, the labor force, right? But George uh, Pullman hired all these uh, ex-slaves, which sounds beautiful, right? Like he gave all of these men jobs. But the, 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 they were the service jobs and, and stick with me with the, but, because I know, uh, well, they should be grateful maybe, but listen, listen, uh, cause this is where a lot of, of the power structure comes from today. We're wondering why there's no NFL owners that are black, uh, or, or at least not enough. Well, uh, across all sports. Well, anyway, I'm yelling and venting. Let me let me pull back from my salon to get back into my Beyonce. Um, so long story short, the white people that worked for George Pullman on these railroads, the, the rail system um, were conductors. They collected tickets, you know, they 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 sold upgrades along routes. They, they had honorable positions Whereas these ex-slaves, these black men, these porter, they, they were porters, uh, carried the luggage, cleaned the car, shined the shoes, cooked, uh, the, the waiters and waitresses serving the meals, et cetera, et cetera. So there's, there's a divide right there. And somebody could probably make the argument, well, that's that's conducive that's matches their skill set i mean ex-slaves where they were all service people as slaves so they have that skill mm, okay uh there's no such thing as training right you can't train someone to be uh, a conductor you can't train someone 
to to greet passengers. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but I'll just I'll just keep it moving. Um, the salon just trying to break out of me again. Uh, pull, pull back. Where's your Beyonce? So anyway, obviously, um, just with the positions alone, the positions that the the white people were uh, those opportunities that were granted obviously had higher wages. As a matter of fact, um, according to what I had read about it, the the average uh, white worker received six times as much as the porters. So, and the porters, the, their work was grueling, grueling, long hours. And, and, and here's where, um, hopefully you stuck with me on this. Here's where I go, uh, that was great. On the surface, it's great that George Pullman gave uh, all these ex-slaves these these positions, right? But the name of the movie that Robert Townsend directed is called The 10,000 Men Named George because the porters were not allowed to use their own names. It was, it was common practice that they all be called George in, in honor of the man who hired them. George Pullman. <clears throat> so, wow, that gratitude goes right out the window, right? How demeaning, how disrespectful. You're, you're, these slaves are, you're, you're telling them again, they're not men. They don't, they can't even use their own name. Does this sound reminiscent of a slave owner who stripped black people of their names, their African names that they had before they got to were kidnapped and brought to America to be a slave. Yeah, they they had to they they couldn't use their names. Right? They the the slaves took the names that was given to them by their slave masters and they took on the last name of their owners. Hmm. Huh. Okay. So that it, it, getting back to my point because I'm talking about the symbolism of 2020 and how clear 2020 is making our vision right putting us in HD the symbolism is is glaring the take the knee part the officer taking a knee on George Floyd's neck his name is George and this man is the exact profile of what uh white America fears the 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 tall dark and handsome to be to, to, to be specific uh i add the handsome part because that's that's what i see but you know he he was how tall he was over six foot five i believe uh very intimidating in stature as they would say uh the, the stereotype of what they would outline to be a thug quote unquote uh and or a bad guy in movies, you know, how ironic that the, 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 the person who, when Amy Cooper called the police and said, I'm going to say an African-American man is, is threatening my life. The image that comes up that has been embedded in society's head via the media, via the Hollywood, via, uh, uh just stereotypes, uh, uh, old school stereotypes and, and Jim Crow, it just, it goes on and on as to why that image pops up uh, in terms of white America's fears. He was the, he's the exact profile of, of what they think they should be afraid of. 
of, of what they're allowed to profile, of what they're allowed to, to say, oh, he must be a bad guy, right? How ironic, uh, right? How the, just the fact that, oh, <sighs> I'm, I'm, pull, I'm taking a breath to pull, pull my Beyonce back. Amy Cooper knew what she was saying when she said the description just African-American male and how she said it. We, we, we know what you see. We, we know what you think. You think George Floyd. Yeah. Astounding symbolism. Astounding. Died by, by way of a knee on his neck, a violent knee. And, and just a few years ago, Colin Kaepernick jumped starting the, the most powerful peaceful protest uh, uh, of current times uh, against violence. I, I I don't know about you. I just I can't ignore the the glaring symbolism that's right in front of me. Maybe I'm I'm being too spiritual and 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 all of that, but I don't believe in coincidences. A knee took that man's life and breath out of him, and his name so happened to be George, and he so happened to be whatever stereotypical view that you think of man is it, a man of his stature and complexion et cetera et cetera is guilty just because in, in the eyes of those who are prejudiced and afraid the juxtaposition of the powerful uh, peaceful protest knee that we as black people were trying to take versus the inhumane brutal brutal oppressive murderous knee that uh took george floyd's life right before our eyes it's it's just it's incredible it's astounding it's it's something that i personally just can't ignore and you know what it, it, it i'm not surprised at people that um are are shocked uh, now because they they weren't they they somehow find, found an excuse for every other un unarmed black man but this one Oh, they're so shocked and appalled. It's almost like when um, uh, God bless Emmett Till's mother who said, no, leave the casket open so America can see. Print that, media. Print that. Leave his casket open so they could see what a lynching of a 14-year-old murderous, disgusting, grotesque death looks like. And a lot of people saw that and was like, oh, wow, we uh, -uh we got a uh -uh, civil rights movement. We we get on board with this, that it wasn't just Rosa Parks. It wasn't just image. It was a it was a collection of things happening and a buildup. Much like right now and George Floyd, God bless his soul, uh, that he 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 had to go through that for some people to go oh my god i'm shocked well a lot of us wasn't because we've been trying to tell y'all this is what's happening how could they do that how could how could how could he do that well you know what because they don't see a man they saw an animal they saw shut up and dribble they saw a creature here to serve and entertain and or entertain 
and whose life and breath is determined by the value that they decide you have or don't have. Much like Laura Ingram. You decided that LeBron James and, and Kevin Durant had less value. Why? Less value than Drew Brees. Why? Why? And she, she's, so, she's so dumb. She said it. Drew Brees is a person. His, his words have value. But LeBron James and Kevin Durant don't. Why? Why? Because you, you see a creature here to serve and, and entertain. Shut up and dribble. That's why. That evil murderer had no compassion in his eyes, mind, or heart when, when George Floyd was crying out for, to, to breathe, crying out for his mother. Because it was, it was no different to that cop. It, it, look, people hunt all the time, right? They hunt animals. They hunt deer. They, it, they, if you think of black people as animals or less than human or, 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 or not a man, it, yeah, I, I definitely can see how you can have no compassion in sucking the life and breath out of him. No different to you than shooting a deer and then hanging it on the head, uh, hanging the head of the deer on the wall for all your friends to see. Let's not forget the people hunted slaves for sport. And yes, they hung slaves and, and, and hung them on trees at barbecues or whatnot with pride. Strange fruit. Look it up if you're not familiar. Strange fruit. So yes. I can believe he could just kill him like that. Yes, I can believe it. The same way I could believe that that uh, Laura Ingram could say shut up and dribble. But 2020 is not playing games. It's a plate tectonic of shift, right? It's, it's a hell of a shift. We see you. You can't behind behind your fake patriotism and flag anymore. You, you could say thug and think we don't know what you mean. Just grow some balls and just go ahead and, and, and throw the N-word out there. The president of the United States right now is one tweet away or one press conference away from dropping the N-word with a hard ER. Go ahead. Do it. You might as well because we can see you. We see you. Change is here. 2020 is HD. Well, anyway, I hope it, I hope and pray um, the, the good side the, on the on the the good side of what I could try and pull from all of this mess is just, I hope and pray that I get to see what's on the other side of all of this, the, the good things that happen out of this and what the world looks like after all of this plate tectonic of change in legislation from our local governments to police departments and all the way up to the top of the mountain of the federal mountains, uh, the, the federal government. I, I'm excited, but skeptical. I I I, I hope that uh, the I hope that I get to see it in my lifetime. I know that there is a, a tremendous amount of change that's happening, and I don't know if I'll live long enough to actually see the amount of change, the 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 fruits of the change. Like, because like, this is a long road. Things are happening and in motion, right? we're seeing all the aftershocks and and we're uh, and we're seeing all the all the aftershocks of the the earthquake the plate tectonic shift from George Floyd's death uh excuse me George Floyd's murder uh 
we're seeing all the aftershocks. We're seeing all the, 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 the police brutality. Somebody had tweeted out police can't even stop doing police brutality at the police brutality protests, rallies. So we're seeing all the little aftershocks, all the, all this stuff happening and, and it, the cleanup, just like with an earthquake, a, a major, major earthquake, there's major, major aftershocks and there's major, major cleanup, right? Um, so it, the amount of change that needs to happen is, I don't know, it's going to take my, the rest of my lifetime and, and maybe more before we're truly as a people, as human beings of all races and colors, living the fruits of this time where we're all a part of right now. I know that, uh, you know, I, I know that I hope that, you know, the plate tectonics of change that aggressively shifted us um, and moved our clocks forward. Um, I, I, I hope that I get to see the, what the world looks like on the other side fully. But I have doubt because it's, it's going to take a long time of, of the follow through of all the things on every level. The follow through, not just the words from the NFL or words from politicians, the follow through. Maybe we'll see it in my lifetime. I don't know. But even, you, you know, people are going to fall off. The energy is going to fall off, but not as much. I don't think I think people now know the importance of not just getting out and voting and taking blind words from Democrats or you, you're going to have to earn it. We are going to hold you accountable from your local mayor all the way up to the top you're you're going to be held accountable so just by default politicians are going to have to step up their game because they're going to know that if they come to the table with oh i could just say this and i could say that i'm going to get the vote i'm going to get the black vote i'm going to get the liberal vote i'm going to get the whatever um the lgbtq whatever whatever you, you, i'm going to get uh the vote of the people no no you might get our vote joe biden might get our vote right now because it's like Trump out by any means necessary. But don't think we don't see you, Joe. Don't think we don't remember stopping Fritz. Don't think that, yeah, yeah, we ain't with the okie doke with you either. You might get the vote now, but the clock is ticking. The day you take office, the, the clock is ticking. For every politician to not just say they're going to do something, but now you got the eyes of all these young people watching you and and making you accountable and making sure you follow through so you can't say that you're against uh inequality but then vote to keep uh, uh to, to for to take to, to fight against the, the that will vote to keep police brutality going you get what i'm saying maybe maybe i'll see it maybe i'll live to see it I'm Gen X, so, you know, I might not. <laughs> Maybe it'll happen in a lifetime of my daughter. She's Gen Z, and Gen Z is fierce. They are definitely out there fighting for change. I am proud of Gen Z. They are, you know, they doing their thing collectively, together. And, you know, they're a microwave type of generation, right? That they, they, they need to see immediate results. So maybe that's a good thing that they were built that way. Uh, like I said, my daughter is one of them. Um, and I, so I know, you know, that microwave mentality, 
now, now, now. Maybe I was wrong trying to force the concept of patience too hard. Maybe the microwave mentality is exactly what is what was needed in this time in history to really make the shift the the not the shift because the shift happened but to the make the 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 follow through happen right now you know we want immediate change so maybe because of this microwave generation that's out there millennials gen uh i believe it's gen z you could correct me if i'm wrong but gen z uh i hope i hope that because of their microwave mentality that they'll they're gonna force follow through and and changes in legislation and all this stuff faster than what what i could possibly see with my gen x eyes so maybe it's possible i'll get to see it there's oh actually you know what there's people of generations before me that that were a huge part of the civil rights movement that are still alive today and they believed that they made huge change and were proud and and you know they were maybe my age at the time and they never thought that they would ever see a black president in their lifetime but they got to see barack obama so there's hope hope and change (laughs) uh but anyway um point is they got to see us so maybe i will too right um i'm skeptical but enlightened and hopeful what else is new about me right if you (laughs) if you know me that's exactly who I am uh anyway that was a lot and I I still don't feel like I cover everything that I wanted to talk about but God willing I'll just collect my thoughts and do it all again another day for you know you all to listen to the next time so thanks for listening to the coach Vaughn podcast where ball is life literally and you know what I'm going to get out of here and I look forward to vibing with you next time. Coach Vaughn out. That's it. Thank you for listening to the Coach Vaughn podcast and be sure to follow me on social media at Vaughn DiCarlo on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also find all my links to my comedy shows and my other podcasts, the Grown as Fuck podcast at grownafcomedy.com. Don't forget to leave me a voice message and tell me all your grown as fuck gripes. Go to grownafcomedy.com right now. See ya.